So 561 Music now has a hotline. You can call us anytime at 561-203-9122 and ask us any questions you like, um, you know, some humorous ones or something about um, the guests we've had on the show or questions about gear or questions about the festival or anything you like. Um, it's, of course, 561 203 9122. We would love to hear from you. Um, we did a pretty fun little message, so you get to hear that too. Um, even if you just call up to listen to me and Hector trying to do a good phone message, that's a good enough reason. But yeah, we'd love to hear from you, so uh, please get in touch. Hi, guys. I know everyone says this on every YouTube channel, but please, could you like and subscribe? to 561 Music Podcast. It's a local music podcast and all we're trying to do is help local musicians get some exposure. So if you could like it, subscribe it, and uh, also hit the notifications button on the episode, we would really, really appreciate it. And if you're feeling generous, you could subscribe to the Spotify as well. Thank you. Ben's World! Ben's World! Party time! I am your excellent host, Ben Childs, and with me as always is Hector. Yeah, man. How you doing? I'm all right. 561 Music, in case this is your first time watching. And uh, I got a Wayne's World hat, so uh, I have to... uh, I had to... Give a little tribute to right, it. Right, right, right. <laughs> that was terrible, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, what did we do this weekend? Played DOS, didn't we? We did. We did. That was... Uh, okay, so I got I to gotta tell you a little story about DOS. I don't think I told you that night. So the last time we had played DOS, it was the uh, Panthers... Uh, semifinals or whatever and yeah. and so i was distracted watching the tv as i sometimes do and, and uh, i was watching the sports on there and uh, the hockey game and and it was fine and then this time i glanced over to see what was on obviously it wasn't going to be hockey but i glanced on to see what was going to be on i was shocked to see the finals or the quarterfinals or something of um, what's the stupid game where they throw uh, the s- no, no, they throw the little sack onto the... Oh, what the yeah, hell's that yeah, stupid yeah. thing? Um, it's uh, called... Uh, I don't even know what it's called. I, what I it's can't called. remember now, but it's whatever it was. Cornhole. It was the cornhole. It was the freaking quarterfinals, like like national quarterfinals of, of cornhole. Yeah. These people were like professionals with like sponsors on their shirts and stuff. What... What's wrong a, with America, man? Well, apparently <laughs> one, one of the people who's best at it in the world... Um, has no arms as well, which is pretty amazing. Uh, I don't know, but like a lot of these people were from Florida, and it was really like making me sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, darts is a sport, you know. It's kind of the same. I think I was just jealous, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the life right there, right? I mean, I was never good at sports, but like, really, man, freaking cornhole, I could have done that. You, it reminds <laughs> me of like basketball, like your professional basketball. You know, it's terrible, man, terrible. But anyways, <laughs> the DOS show was fun though. We had a, yeah, lot, of, was, a lot of people. Vinyl finally came in, yeah. So we were able to finally get some vinyl out to some people. So. That was fun. It only took like 187 months, but you know. Yeah, we got it yeah, finally. Since November, that thing and, uh, been ordered. Yeah, if you're watching this and you want a Killbillies uh, vinyl record, um, just go on our website, killbillies.net, and you can uh, you can avail yourself of some fine vinyl. 
And if you act now, you get not one, but two. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. No, I'm super proud of it. And um, I've been going around town giving people them and mailing them off and everything. Yeah. It's yeah. been good fun. I saw the, the photo with the big, huge stack of vinyl in your front seat that you were taking to the post office. Man, that was pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. That was, it was. pretty cool. Yeah. And then I played um, at Golden Juicery on Sunday. And Golden Juicery is it's quite a unique gig, man. That place is super chill. The guy who runs it is really nice. And... Um, they're going to do a, a little mini music festival for their uh, for their like they they've been open a year like their their first oh, wow. anniversary and I'm going to be on that playing solo with a couple of other people. Jacob Tackers is playing it and nice, a couple man. of other guys. Yeah. Oh, sweet man. Yeah, so it's kind of coming up. I think it's going to be in August. Sweet. Yeah, man. It's those Sunday gigs. It's really like for me. It's like it has to be somewhere else you want to go. Because I don't have to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so if it's not something that... It's got to be a chill, decompressed kind of from the weekend. You yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's not... It, you know, I'm not there out of necessity. I'm there just because I want to get a bit better at doing solo stuff and yeah, all that. It. So, uh, so yeah, I'm glad it's a fun one. And uh, on the subject of that, I'm, I'm playing at Guanabana on Sunday. So if anyone's around, you should come check that out. But um, anyway, we have 33 lines with us today. How's it going, guys? Hello. hello. That's good. Hello. All 33 of them. Hi. All 33 of them. <laughs> We're here. Well, Thanks. the other 30 are outside in the corral. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Hector was worried that 33 lines were going right? to burst. Yeah. I got scared. Listen, <laughs> listen, I was raised Catholic. I'm a Christian. So I was, I was a little scared that 33 lines were going to come through that door. You know? It does sound biblical. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, um, yeah, uh, how come you guys are called 33 lines? I'm going to let you take that, Adrian. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's like there's a couple of different reasons. Um, the number one reason was because we had gotten together. We were doing, we were creating music, and we're like, okay, well, we have to have a name. And Stephen would come in almost every day with his band generator app, and he would throw out <laughs> a million band names, and yeah. we'd be like, no, no, that's ridiculous. No, no, no. Stephen would be like, these are the best. I don't know what you guys want from me. Blah, blah, blah. And Just I was like, like that. Yeah. And then finally one day I was like, well, what about 33 Lions? And they're all like, no. And I was like, well, too bad. That's what it's going to be. Well, actually, you already told the, the, the studio. I told that, the that studio. Was our name. That's our name <laughs> Did it just yeah. come up from nowhere? Just kind of like out of the ether? So at the time, it was our first album that we had recorded. And okay. I had written most of the lyrics on that. Oh, actually, all of the lyrics on that yeah, particular album. And it was a huge part of my deconstruction. So like when I deconstructed my faith, I was 33. Right. And then my rebirth, I always felt was like, um, not to become biblical, but was that, you know, as the the lion roar, you know, sure. yeah, like okay. my rebirth. So that's that's why I came up with it as a personal note. And then also I was like, well, 33 lions. I just like the name of it. And then I thought yeah. about all the cool merch you could do with 33 lions. Oh, it's a cool name. Yeah, right? It's super, it's cool super fun. So uh. I thought, anyway, we have a whole bunch of different ideas for our merch. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it worked out. Yeah, no, it's, it's Stephen a, forgives me. Yeah. <laughs> One of those name, name, name generators, like, they uh, they come up with some pretty funny stuff. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Some really yeah. funny yeah. stuff. I'm a big fan of, like, the long titles. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was the problem. So you or want you, to name it something that was, like, a 10-minute long. Yeah. You put in, like, a spark word or a starter word or whatever yeah, yeah, and, yeah. or a couple of words or a phrase, and it uses that exact phrase in the name, mm-hmm. and then it's, like, a sentence. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was us. Uh, yeah, so um, 
it's a little bit like three lines on a shirt. It's a little bit like it has a little bit in English vibe because mm. there's three lines in the English shirt. But anyway, I, you brought up <laughs> then, um, and I'd noticed on the, the stuff that you said you were interested in talking about in the notes, um, deconstructing your faith. I don't even know what that means. Oh, thank God. Good for you. Could That's you, fantastic. <laughs> Can you explain what it means to me? So um, I guess it kind of goes back to how, how we all met. So yeah. I don't know. Grant, do you want to talk about how we all met? Uh, so we originally started off as a church band mm-hmm. way, right. way, how like, long? I don't know, like almost a decade 20, ago at this 2015? point. 2015? Yeah, 2015. We started off as a church band. Interesting. Yeah. Wasn't just three of us. There were more of us, but right. some left, some did it. The church eventually closed down, but. Oh, so this was the band that, that would play. I, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We played like so church songs So you didn't just meet in Sunday. church. You were actually the band. Yeah, we were yeah. the band. Well, we, we, we all kind of came at separate times, too. So like Grant was one of the original church people yeah. right and then i came on and then uh, and then steven yeah. came on after and so like we ended up kind of just meeting that way and then after oh, we we're doing it for years and one day i just <laughs> i looked at steven i was like if we don't write our own music i am going to kill myself like <laughs> i cannot do this one more friggin' sunday i was i was so frustrated with with singing the same songs and then anytime we tried to branch out and do other songs everybody complained and it was like i am so tired of doing this crap over and over again and so that it was almost like a like almost like guerrilla warfare trying to get out of that that scene you know so it's just like come on guys we're gonna do this together yeah (laughs) i got you so we started writing music that way and then um that's wonderful yeah yeah but seriously what does deconstructing your faith mean what is that what so does like that mean deconstruction is when you like you take the faith that you were given when you were growing up and you kind of take it apart to discover what you as a person now actually believe okay so like you kind of try to go back to the original languages that it was written in and find what the actual meaning the actual historical context right what was going on and as soon as you like, it's like the ball of yarn. You pull one part of it, all the rest of it starts to come apart. Yeah. Oh yeah, and you just kind of find new things and yeah, stuff like that. That's really interesting. Yeah, I I do listen. I, like I, I watch this. Um, I enjoy I enjoy this podcast called Religion for Breakfast. That I watch sometimes, <laughs> which um, which is uh, every week he just takes on some aspect of Christianity or another religion and just talks about it at great length. And uh, I do find the the history of it fascinating. Really, mm-hmm. honestly, there's so mm-hmm. much interesting stuff in there, no doubt. So, did you come out of the other end um, still still believers, <laughs> Stephen? <laughs> Not quite. Um, I was going to say it's okay to say no. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> I I I want to be a believer. I think that's where I'm at right now. So it's yeah. like I did a lot of the deconstruction and like whereas Stephen was was it was I wouldn't say it's easy, but like when he was pulling the thread, he was just like, "Oh, I'm left with nothing." Okay, whatever. And he seemed to just be able to move past that. I was like, "No, it gave me nothing." Right, so yeah. like I I think I'm in a place where I'm okay with the unraveling. Um but now that I've been unraveled for this long, I, I want to rebuild. I I, yeah. I really miss feeling like I'm part of something. I can bigger. relate to that. Yeah, and I, yeah, yeah. I see aspects of it, especially when we play. Yes, and like, I was about to say. as much as you know, our songs are not necessarily Christian songs. Like, our music is our faith. Like, in the sense that, like, this is this our is community. what our yeah. community and yeah, yeah. for what, sure, it's good to fellowship, feel connected yeah. to other something bigger than ourselves. Yeah, no doubt, I get that, and it's really honestly the same for me. I, you know, I don't know what I'd do 
with myself if it wasn't for music. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all my friends are through music. Yeah. Yeah. And and all I do all day long is music. So in a you know, in a way it is, you know, it is my religion. I don't know if it's necessarily tied to a higher power. But then I've explored all of that too because I spend a good deal of time in AA. <laughs> so, <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah. so uh, for you doing hard things i'm proud of you yeah thank you <laughs> but um yeah so uh no but that the community aspect of it i absolutely understand and and when i was younger you know my i was involved in all of that you know to go to sunday school and the church when i was a kid i got confirmed and stuff mm-hmm, so yeah, i did do it when i was young um i just it fell off and was a teenager you know mm-hmm. it's didn't. funny we get a lot of a lot of musicians that come through here that that started their musical journey, if you will, um, mm-hmm. you know, through church, you know, plant, mm-hmm. a, plant a church and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it just, I mean, it's just. It's accessible. It's, it's your a, parents yeah, will it's let accessible. It. Your, like, oh, your parents are like, yeah. encourage it. Exactly. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, oh. I meet your wife through it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then they become your ex-wife. And then they become your ex-wife. <laughs> you your ex-wife there. Yeah, exactly what happened. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. I'm here for you. Yeah, um, I found that um, that's where I learned to sing in harmony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, I did a lot of choral stuff yeah. with the church. And... Um, and that was really the bit about church that I enjoyed. That mm-hmm. was the that was you know that yeah. kept me kept me from sort of like you know falling asleep. That's where mm-hmm. I discovered that I could sing. Oh like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I had no desire to sing. I didn't sing at all. I I was playing in the school band and stuff. And sometimes we would the school band. It was going to private school, so the school band would play in the church and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I was playing saxophone, and then. Um, there was some chorus tryouts or something, and my mom kind of pushed me to do it. And I was like, uh, uh, and then I went and did it. And the teacher was like, oh, you're going to be my soloist. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was weird. <laughs> so how did you guys um, – did you have – when you started playing music, did you have a, uh, like, supportive parents? Did, is that how you <laughs> is that how you initially got into it? Were you playing music before church, I guess is my question? Yeah. I was I've, I've been a vocalist for as long as I can remember. My kid, my my kids, my parents put me in vocal lessons from the time I was like five. So right. I should be a whole lot better than I am, yeah. <laughs> considering how long I've been doing it. But um, so they were always very supportive of me singing, as long as it was just a hobby. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like they were yeah, never yeah. going to say like, "No, don't live your dream." But they were definitely like, "Are you sure this is what you want to do?" You need a backup yeah. plan. You should probably go <laughs> the to classic college. backup yeah. plan line, right? Yeah. 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 So, but for you, it was different. Yeah. What about you, yeah, Steve? Well, I started. Uh, I played clarinet when I was ten years old. Yeah. And uh, my parents put me through private lessons, and so they were pretty supportive um, until I said I wanted to learn how to play guitar. <laughs> and right. They eventually got my. I convinced them that you know guitar is very eclectic instrument you can use it for any genre and they were like oh yeah okay yeah there you go <laughs> definitely didn't want to play rock you know yeah. <laughs> no. i had no. the same situation i mean my parents were pretty cool about me getting a guitar but it definitely wasn't like the yeah. wasn't allowed to be the first thing i played well, yeah because i played saxophone also me too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so they were very proud of that i had to put out a jazz album Good for oh wow <laughs> That's but amazing. I've like got to hear this thing. Oh, God, it's somewhere. You put up a jazz album when you were 14? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Why have you not heard of this? That's so cool, Steven. It's, it's buried somewhere. <laughs> it's not online at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's super but, yeah. cool. So you got pretty good at the sax then, huh? Yeah, uh, I would say. I mean, I don't want to say I mean, that I was good, but yeah. I mean, jazz album. You know, yeah. you got to you got to know what you're doing a little bit to put out a jazz yeah. album. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, Grant, um, what about you? How did you find yourself playing music? Uh... I basically just got really interested and wanted to play guitar. Kept bugging my parents for like a month 
hey, I should I want to learn how to play guitar because I think they just originally thought that it was just like okay, we'll get over this like after a week if we just ignore him. <laughs> Didn't yeah. happen. Yeah, I got an acoustic. I got an acoustic guitar. They got me a tutor. Did that for a while, and then the whole church thing happened. Yeah, and basically, the church band was like, "Man, we really need a bassist." So I was like, "Oh, I'll learn how to play bass so that yeah. way I can be with people." And yeah. And here you are. All right. So is, years it, late. is it just the three of you guys then in the band? Or? No, we're actually missing our, our drummer. Yeah, okay. he, has, he was moving today. So What's his name? Going. Nick? Nick. Yeah. Hi, Nick. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. See you next time. <laughs> he's doing big grown-up things. He's got himself an apartment with his girlfriend and... Oh, gotcha. so he's moving and we're all like oh we'd help you but we got this podcast we gotta do sorry <laughs> <laughs> sorry gonna be cool sorry <laughs> sorry <laughs> that's funny but he's great we he joined when right after our first EP came out because mm-hmm. yeah. we didn't know he's he's our the person we has been in the band the, the, the shortest amount of time yeah. <laughs> so he uh, wasn't part of our church experience or anything no. so his story is a little bit different but Gotcha. We're so lucky to have him. Yeah. How did yeah. we find him again? Oh my gosh! Okay, so that story is crazy. Swipe, so, yeah. <laughs> um, so our Someone should make that. We had finished our la- our our first EP, and at, um, when we finished recording that one, we had two other bandmates, another mm-hmm. a second guitarist and a, a drummer, and um. What is it? Artistic differences. Yes. Uh, got, sure. uh, we had artistic differences for sure, and. The drummer was just like, I can't do this. I'm, I'm out. Yeah. And we're like, uh. What did, what, did, what did he want to play? He wanted to play like heavy metal. Okay. Like rock, metal core. Metal core and, stuff. Yeah. Which, and then hit the other guitarist was his best friend. So, of course, he's, he's like, I'm like, I get it, bro. You can't stay here. I get it. Um, but. When they, when they decided to leave, we already had like shows lined up, yeah. and we're like, "Oh crap, what are we gonna do?" Um, so I just happened to be telling one of my my girlfriends who moved to Oregon. I was like, "Oh my gosh, you know, it, you know, how she like how's the band going?" I was like, "Uh," and I told her, "I was like, yeah, we don't have a drummer anymore." She's like, "I know a drummer," and I was like, "In Oregon? Like, where am I? I don't. I, yeah, I need it's a one little here. bit of a trick." And she's like, "No, no, it's Nick. He he's right down the street from you. Apparently, <laughs> she knew his mom." from dance from like a million years ago and then uh, next thing you know i get a text from this random number it's like hey i hear you need a drummer i'd love to come on audition and so he showed up and we're like you're in in. (laughs) (laughs) and of course he was phenomenal have you got drums okay you know the dick you're in yeah he showed up with his own drums he had listened to the music and then he was able to play it by ear because our first gig was two weeks i think yeah and uh, so awesome. we had two weeks to find a drummer. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it was a miracle. Yeah, that's pretty a hectic. Yeah. And then come to find out, like Nick's family, their whole family is totally involved with like a lot of my friends. So it's oh, like, nice. yeah, so it was like a perfect match. So yeah. I'm really, I'm really excited. To what have kind Nick. of places do you guys play? Wherever they'll let us. Wherever we're yeah. allowed to play. Yeah, uh, we play at we play at Prop Propaganda yeah. a lot. Um, we played at Respectables a couple times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A um, couple of bars here and there. O'Malley's, we played once. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we cool. like we were really yeah. lucky. Our first year, yeah, we we did we put. And on when our, was that? When was your first year? Oh my gosh! Our first show was um, the end of twenty twenty one. Okay. Yeah. Was yeah. it or was it twenty? 20- oh yeah, twenty twenty one. Yeah. Dang. So so you started playing at prop after Matt left and just like on the. At the end, we we were there when he was still there. Okay, the gotcha. Yeah, I was in a band with Matt for years and years. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. He's my he's my boy. Big up Matt if you're listening. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, they seem to be doing a grand job. But you know, it was just nice to uh, 
It's just nice to have the keys to the castle. I don't have that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? I yeah. yeah. Well, the, I know the guy now that's working the sound. He actually works with our, um, producer. our producer at Succulent Studios. Oh, cool. So every yeah. time we go to play, I was just like, is Brian going to be here? Is Brian going to be here? Because <laughs> he, he he's heard me in the studio, so he knows my levels are all over the place. Like, I feel so bad for the guy that's got to follow me around. Yeah, so, yeah. So at least Brian's just like, oh, gosh, okay, it's going to be a long night. <laughs> it's going to be one of those days. This <laughs> <laughs> little pad. Prop has a very kind of specific sound. It's very bass heavy in there. But yeah, you can is. get some good sound in there, but it's definitely like, you, you know, it suits like reggae and dub bands and, mm-hmm. and, and like dance music and stuff because the yeah. bass is, they have like huge bins in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've played a million gigs in there, but not that many recently, actually. Mm-hmm. I, I guess probably the reason being that the most... You know, it's like a rock band place, and right. Kilbillies do play their work once in a blue moon, but we haven't done it in a second. Mm. It's fun though. When was yeah. the last time you played prop? Oh, just recently. Our, our EP release party, uh, the twenty first, I think June twenty mm-hmm. first. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. It was aw- that was so fun. It was we, a Wednesday, and we had a pretty. It was a pretty, pretty awesome. good crowd. Yeah, yeah. We oh, had yeah. Dominic Delaney came out, which was amazing because I am a fangirl like crazy. I was yeah, like, he's, he's, he's lovely, isn't play he? With us. Oh my god, so excited! <laughs> and then um, one of Nick's friends, Brett Galaxy, was. Yeah. Phenomenal, like so good, so good, young guy. Um, so they were, they came and supported us and played with us. Oh, they played with you guys? Okay, yeah. gotcha. Wicked. Yeah, so we had like a pretty good set, and then of course everybody came out, and we had like, giveaways, and like it was fun. It was like a, it was a party. Nice. Yeah, so, it sounds it actually. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. A nice thing to do. So yeah, you got two EPs. Um, where did you record them both in the same place? No, so our first album we did it at um oh my goodness <laughs> i'm trying to think of the name of the studio <laughs> north Ma- South. is it machine um dream machine dream machine thank you yeah there you machine. go yeah that was close oh my yeah. god was gonna kill me um yeah no dream machine that's up in um west palm west palm the warehouse yeah, district, yeah. warehouse district and it was our first experience we had no idea what we were doing and we're really lucky because uh, Miller, who basically runs – I think it's his place. Yeah. Right. It is his place. And um, he's very patient. He's very kind. He's he's a purist. Like right. he doesn't believe in Mistakes. any – and like, <laughs> like I guess like with – a lot of times when you're doing editing, you know, you can fix some oh, audios, yeah. the vocals. You kind of like tweak things here and there. No, he was not doing that. Nope. He was like, if it was wrong, again. he made you do it again, again. and again and again. <laughs> and I was just like – my voice isn't going to make it through this recording. <laughs> Here's the thing. I think that ultimately there is the better way of doing it because it's very easy to end up with something bland and lifeless sounding. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's super mm-hmm. easy to sa- end up with that. And as as much fun it is, as it is to kind of fix something and, 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 you know, and then you're like, oh, now it's perfect. You know, that the humanity in a record is what, is yeah. what brings it to life, That's, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, our first album is definitely human in the sense that <laughs> yeah. there's, there's really no production on it. It's, it's literally just us. So it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I guess it's good because it gives us a point of where we've, how, how far we've come, like where we started from with literally yeah. nothing on it, just, just us in the recording studio. Poor, yeah. poor Steven. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime he messed up, Miller would like make him yeah. do it again. Like if it had a twang on the, like, uh, on the if I'm picking or something, it had a twang again. Oh again. wow! 
Yeah, this sounds awesome. Like a harsh taskmaster. It really was. I mean, it was a good experience, and I definitely, I'm grateful for it for sure. But by the time we got to Succulent Studios, we were just like, PTSD were like, is this okay? Is it okay? Yeah. Like, is it okay? He's like, yes, man. It probably did make us better musicians to it did, it did prepare for sure. us for the next studio. So. Yeah, because by the time we got to the next studio, like, Patrick was just like, oh, man, this is great. Like, one take? What? That never happens. You know? <laughs> so, Yeah, I, I think I try and write a line somewhere in between. When I, when I was younger, I was a real fix-it-in-post kind of guy. And, and I've got a I've kind of I've swung a long way the other way these days with the mm-hmm. recordings I do, but um, but you know I'm still I'm not opposed to you know fiddling around with it afterwards. The thing is I know how to use all the stuff pretty good now, so it's mm-hmm. kind of almost it's like fun. I have to stop myself from doing it because yeah. mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean because I can do it pretty easily. Yeah, that was the part I liked the most when we were recording the second album, was that I was able to sit in there with our producer and he'd be like, "Do you want any extras on this?" And I'd be like can we have a car sound at the beginning of this song? <laughs> and go. so, like, we spent hours just trying to get, like, the, the right engine starting, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Turning over. Turning over. Yeah. Oh, my God, it was so fun. Yeah, what, what's the one I use all the time? It's called, um, oh, oh, yeah, it's called freesound.org. Oh, okay. and, uh, and there's just a bazillion you just write the thing you want and then it says so much foley on there and you know sound effects and you can just mm-hmm. like flick through it and find, find is that like one of the plugins it's just a um it's just a uh just a website and and then you you email um you eat you eat so it's got like a little message thing inside the website mm-hmm. and, you, and you message whoever made the sound and be like can i put this on my record and like 99 times out of 100, they're like, yeah, sure. And oh, then you nice. Just use it. Yeah. Oh, that's really that's cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I'm sure even if you didn't message him, it'd be fine. But yeah, right. I always kind of feel a little bit guilty. Yeah. Yeah. I always think to myself, like, what if they heard it and they were like, I recorded that. You know, so, <laughs> I don't know. So I, I recorded that engine turning over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sputter, that, that sputter was mine. The beginning of, um, of the Killbillies album the with the all those sound effects. Footsteps. Yeah, that was where I, uh, you, you know, I messaged all those guys, all those nonsense. I, I just assumed you followed James with a microphone while he was walking across your floor. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd done that. It would have been more fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. So, uh, when it comes to writing s- the songs that you have, how how do you go about doing that? Like, who is who writes? Is does one of you write more than the others? I, I'm prolific. I I write as therapy, so I have enough material for like the next hundred albums. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> um, the first, like I said, the first album, I did all the lyrics myself, mostly because I was dying inside and so i had to write it all out and uh steven was gracious enough to put music to it but yeah. this time around the second album has yeah. been really cool because we co-wrote some songs and then even steven yeah. wrote his very own songs all by himself i'm so yeah. proud i mean not that i didn't think he could do it <laughs> right. but like yeah yeah jazz album 14 all yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so, and it's funny because you can kind of tell our Who's styles are slightly yeah. different yeah. Um, but we wrote Church Boy Kryptonite together, which was cool. so fun because it was very tongue in cheek. Like we literally just sat down. He had his acoustic and 
I don't remember who brought it up, but we're like, yeah. you should totally write a song about. Oh, we're talking about your ex-wife. Yeah. So or she knows about this, <laughs> so it's not like she's gonna be upset. <laughs> like, oh, what? Yeah. No, yeah. We're on great terms. We're yeah, no, thank oh, God. She, she has a shirt. Yeah, she has a shirt that says "Search Boy Kryptonite." Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and we were talking about how it's just like, what the hell is wrong? Like, that's really funny. I just realized why the name is funny, and that's just great. I love it. <laughs> I know. <right? laughs> it took me a minute. That you have to know the kind of the background before. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. Get yeah. It. So the whole song is like tongue in cheek about how. We witnessed yeah. everybody basically lose their minds over this girl. Like, I mean, I, I love Dina. She's beautiful. She's funny. She's talented. Yeah. But it's like, what the fuck? She's got beer flavored nipples or something. I don't understand <laughs> what the heck is going on. Like, people literally would, sh- they were in That's awe of her. That's insane. What's her yeah. number? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Shout out to Dina. She's the best. Yeah. Um, and so we ended up writing a song that was both tongue in cheek about that experience. And then, of course, you know, poor Steven. <laughs> it's, you know, this is his ex-wife, right? Yeah, yeah sure. His wife yeah. at the time, and well, not really. Not. Oh, no, I no, guess that's true. Yeah. yeah, you guys weren't really together at no. the time. <laughs> it was a mess. Anyway, we wrote a song about it because it's, you know, trauma either makes you sad or funny, and so this one is yeah, funny. This one was funny. Yeah, laugh yeah. and cry, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And no, so, that's cool. And and I and we talk about it all the time on the show, but the you know the music is therapy thing. I relate to that 100%. Oh, and, yeah. you know, I feel like I'm at my most prolific when I've got something to say. And it's usually, you know, some kind of trauma or other, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what was the first uh, album about then? How did how did you, uh, what were you trying to, what demons were you trying to exercise? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this is the part where I get to talk about being gay. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting the whole time. Um, so I was part of, uh, I grew up Catholic. Became yeah. part of a very um, evangelical church. Was right. part of that for my gosh, most of my life. Um, I was married to a man, had three kids, oh, wow. and um, I left when I fell in love with one of my best friends who was female. And because I was so entrenched in Christianity and doing the right thing, I didn't realize I was in love. I had no idea what it was. So, I, you know, long story short, it basically imploded my entire life. To be with this person. I mean, right. it, there was other issues. It's not like sure. it was just her, right? I mean, she was a huge catalyst. But um, in order to find myself, I employed my entire life in order to find out what it was that God really wanted from me. And um, and in the process, I lost everything. I lost, obviously, yeah. my marriage. Um, I was terrified of losing my children, both physically and emotionally. Sure. And I, I you know, my, my parents thought I was... I lost my mind. I lost most of my friends. I lost my church for sure. And so I was stuck with this idea of like really truly feeling like God had called me to this. Like it wasn't just like it wasn't like I was just like, oh, I'm full of sin. And so now I'm just leaving the church, you know, giving the church the big finger, you know, the middle finger. It really felt like God was calling me to do this, to yeah. leave my the normalcy of what I was trying to do in this like picture perfect life and move into something new. But in the process, I felt like I was dying, like literally thought I was going to die. And so um, I ended up finding the church that these guys were part of because it was the only um, inclusive church in the area. Really? It's and, hard to find. Uh, really hard to find. And so, like, I went, the first time I went in there with my girlfriend, who's my wife now, um, it was like, I was afraid to, like, hold her hand. I was afraid to be, like, together. Sure. You know, because we yeah. were just not allowed to be that way ever. And so it was, it was, 
it was unsettling, honestly, to be there and everybody just being like so supportive and being like, oh, yeah, it's just so great. And I'm like, oh, they're full of crap. There's no mm-hmm. way. You know? So it took a long time to trust that. Yeah. And then being part of – I remember when I started singing in the van, I went to the pastor and I was like, um – are you sure you want me to be like the front person of your church? Because I'm going to be the person that they see if I'm singing up front. I'm like, I'm an adulteress. I'm a, I'm a divorce, you know, a divorcee. And then, and now I'm, oh, I'm gay too on top of, I'm like, it's like the trifecta of the church. Right. <laughs> and now you want me to be in front. He's like, yeah, it's great. So I was, That's I didn't awesome. know what to do with that. So like I ended up finding a lot of healing with these guys because they didn't think anything of it and just took me in and just loved yeah. me for who I was. You know, this Catholic guilt is eating you up. Yeah, and I didn't even realize <laughs> I didn't realize I had it until it was like in my face. So anyway, yeah, yeah. I'm, long story short, I ended up writing that experience of feeling like I had been called to the wilderness. Like I was called out of my church, mm-hmm. out of my faith and into something that I didn't even know what it was. And yeah. so, like, one of the songs that is on the first album that's really important to me is So I'm Told, which we almost never play um, because everybody has very mixed feelings about it. <laughs> right. um, but Which I'm sure they can tell you about. But I wrote that one specifically about this feeling of that God had thrown me off a cliff and I was just falling. And I there was no end in sight. I was just basically waiting to hit rock bottom. And yeah how hard it was to to know like to because uh, i have a very strong relationship with who i believe god to be yeah and i could visually see god smiling as he's literally throwing me off the cliff oh know. jesus and it's like one of those scenes where you're just like oh you know right, falling right. backwards as they're like leaving you to die and i'm like what the Right. I can say that on here, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm yes. sorry. Um, We're PG-13. We get one. No more after that. I'm kidding. No I'm kidding. Um, and so that's where that song came from. And and the album kind of grew from that one yeah. particular song. Right. Everything kind of came from that feeling and trying to dive into that and what that feels like. And Interesting. Yeah. That, like, there's... Plenty of material there, you know. Oh like, gosh. what talk about a, you know, your life just turned 180. You had to do an awful lot of like sorting out, and just this. I can imagine the stress, worrying about losing your kids, and so. Oh my mm, god, that's yeah. awful. Like, it was really terrifying. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. wish it upon anybody. Well, that's just like a. I mean, just uh, coming from a, a. I was raised Catholic. I went to private Catholic schools my whole life. Um, you know, raised Christian, Catholic, etc. I don't even know what I believe anymore at this mm-hmm. point, but I that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of you know that's a whole other that's we can deep dive into that another day um, <laughs> on, but, our, on our but, Christian podcast. But, so, don't right. tell that that she will take talk it out Christian of you. Stuff. Talk, talk Christian, um, but but <laughs> just so but just the just the walking that fine line of like you know you have this faith in God and you have you know you have your beliefs and stuff and you're taught that. You know, you're taught certain things are supposed to be a certain way, right. but that's not you, and that's not how you feel. And you feel, you know, like I, that's a whole, that whole like thing has entire, to be just crazy. Right, the entire church was like, "This is wrong," and then there was that still small voice that was like, mm-hmm. "But this is the way I right. want you to go." And I was like, "How do you how do you reconcile that?" Yeah, yeah. and it was really, I mean, yeah, it was. It's very it, like yeah. like Stephen said. I if you if you want to have another podcast that's about this, I will one hundred percent be on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. talk about this ad nauseum. My uh, my oldest child. Um, so I was telling you earlier, I, my my daughter and my son they're 
16, 19, respectively. Um, my oldest child actually lives in Orlando. It's from my first marriage. Um, and they are non-binary, I guess. Okay, um, yeah. uh, and, and it's, like, yeah, it's a struggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I talk to them at least once a week, um, you know, always, you know, texting and calling and stuff like that. But, you know, it's a struggle. I, you know, they, they also grew up, um, spent most of their time with their mom. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, I was, you know, the weekend dad, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, spent most of their time with their mom. And their mom was very, not necessarily Catholic, but very Christian. Mm-hmm. And so when they finally came out, um, yeah. that was like a, a whole thing that imploded. And, and then my wife and I had to be like super supportive on our side so right. that they didn't feel alone Yeah, um, yeah. because that whole thing just imploded on the other yeah. side of the family, you know, like with his mom and everything. Um, That's and, so and hard. yeah, it's just, it's just, it's a weird, I, I, I feel for you and I understand that. You know, I understand that that it's just like that's a hard thing to do. Well, just... I think everyone has like you know very, very strong views about this kind of thing until it happens to you or someone in your family, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh, it's just a real thing that you got to deal with, and like yeah. you know, just don't be a dick about it. But that's <laughs> right. the thing; everybody everybody acts like it's like this big thing, and it's it's just it people. encompasses so <laughs> yeah. many facets just of, people. <laughs> of who you are. Like when you are when your faith is what you've been how you identify yourself sure. you know and then yeah. and then something that truly identifies you contradicts that yeah it's like it's not just oh well i'll just cover this up and i'll be okay yeah. it's like it becomes like your it's, it's your very soul yeah. and it's like well if god knows my very soul it what how am i supposed to hide this sure. you know and it's sure. it, it there's so much shame built around it and there's so much um anxiety sure. you know that it is it is it is a true struggle. So. Yeah, and, and it really makes me happy that you found an outlet yeah. and music to uh, kind of... Well, two things, really. It makes me happy that you managed to get to where you are now mm-hmm. in this place of, like, in your truth, which is just inspirational. And, you know, stop. congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and, oh, it is. It is a feel like, inspirational. Oh, stop. <laughs> it is. I'm, it is. Stop. You know, oh you God. managed to, you did it. You didn't just like, you know, you didn't right, just hide right, away right. there. You, you, you made it happen. Yeah. And um, the other thing is, um, uh, the other thing is that you have this outlet, you know, music yeah. to, to be able to express your feelings. And that's what I love about music. Man, the main thing I love about music is the, is the communication aspect of it. And the, uh, the, Catharsic nature of it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, like Ben said earlier, I mean, we and we've said it a million times on the podcast. Like, music is therapy. So, right. so having all that to write about is very therapeutic. Mm-hmm. But also, you have material for like you know fourteen more albums. Oh, so. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I said, I'm, you know? I am prolific. There's yeah, so much to talk about. <laughs> no, it's great. And, um, so yeah, when it comes to writing, then um, the this is where all the material is coming from. Fascinating, honestly, is. Uh, what how, what in terms of the nuts and bolts? How do you actually go about writing songs? Are you sitting? Um, do you go to a practice room and kind of hash them out in a room together, or is it all like you've written it and then you kind of just go and sort of like um, polish it? Like, how do you do it? A little bit of both. Um, right. So Adria writes most of the lyrics and I write the music. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so I'll just mess around with the guitar. I'll record something at home and be like, "Hey, I got an idea." You want to get together next week and let's go through it. Mm-hmm. And so I'll just bring it to her and we'll play something. She's like, oh, I got lyrics to go with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty nice. much how 90% of our songs come out. Yeah, It's nice to have yeah. a system because then you can, you know, you can knock stuuff out. I think we're overdue getting back, back on yeah. the case to write some Killbilly songs. And, um, the, uh, 
the, you know that that's been quite a productive avenue for Hector and I. Is he, he he'll, he's got like I got these chords and I go I got these lyrics and we just gonna yeah. you know, go it's from actually, there. It actually is literally exactly like that. I'll that's, come to yeah, him and yeah. I go, man, I got this like idea for this chord sequence and you know and etc. And then he'll be like, oh, hang on a second. And he'll pull his phone <laughs> out and he'll start scrolling and I go. These lyrics will work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. Uh, yeah. Or I'll be like, yeah, like oh, I have a theme. I want to do a song about this. Yeah, that, those, I'm like, oh, I got one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I got that. A yeah. coffee pot? Yeah, yeah. I wrote something about that. <laughs> the, best, the best part now is that we've we've played D and D together as a group. Oh, like, awesome! Okay. I love it. I know. It. We're so cool, right? Yeah. I, know, I know. No, no. Good, good. Uh, all about. I play D and D like once a week. Yeah. Do you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Grant. Is our dungeon master, yeah. and so it's yeah. the three of us, and then a few other people that we know, and it's so funny because we're in our game, and me and Stephen will sit across from each other, and every once in a while, I'll be like, "This would be a great idea for a song." Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, we. I've definitely written like themes for different stuff. I'm a bard in it, you know. Uh, like, same. <laughs> same. <laughs> I see. Yeah, yeah. I even I, get the guitar out, like yeah, things like. It's I mostly so much fun. just drink, but I also sing. So, <laughs> so there's that. Like, like yeah. a true bard. Like yeah. a true bard. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, my character does. I don't necessarily. <laughs> it is a lot of fun, man. Yeah, I swear I to God, Dungeons and Dragons is great because it's creative. I've never been a fan of like board games or anything like that at all. I'm sure you know. Not that there's any. I think they must be wonderful, but I just didn't. I think the competitive aspect of that, I was never into. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to beat anyone. I don't care. Oh my but, gosh, so true. Yeah. 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 But then, but because there's so much, um, because uh, it, this is really just making stuff up and having a good time and, and like world creating and stuff. Yeah. It's a blast. Yes, I love it's it. It's so fun. And it's yeah. great decompression, especially because like we noticed, especially during 2020, like uh, we were only seeing each other specifically for music, you know? So it became very daunting where it was just like oh we have to get together for music you know it's like we're losing so much of the joy of just being together like Mm -hmm. these poor guys are never allowed to leave me they know far too much (laughs) far (laughs) too much don't ever leave me um, I think playing make believe like that with Dodgers and Dragons, you do find out a lot about people. Oh, <laughs> yes, more than you want, <laughs> more, than, more than you care to know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we having Grant kept bringing it up, and we're just like, we don't have the time. Well, I was saying, I don't have yeah, the time. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen's like, I'm in. Just tell me when. Yeah. Um, and then I finally got on board. But it's, I, I think it's been the best thing that's happened to our band. Right, is that because now we have outlets where we're not just seeing each other for for work yeah sure yeah yeah. we're having that time to play together and stuff so that was i was i was a lot like you or i am a lot like you where we started we started playing as a group and it was ben and then james the other guy in our band um a couple other guys justin justin is in there yeah um james is actually our dungeon master and then um and then we were playing and i I mean i i guess i was in it for a few months with you guys and and it was so much fun and you got to come back someday and then all of a sudden (laughs) one day i was like oh i can't make it this week and then oh i can't make it this week and then just life got in the way and i haven't been back in months now these guys are like it's very complicated uh, but they're like you got to come back you got to come back (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um that's so funny. So yeah, he he ended up becoming a vampire. Yeah. So so oh, he's oh, right obviously. now he's a vampire. So if he comes back, he's going to be a vampire, I'm be which a is vampire. pretty fun. Mm. But, um, yeah, don't get any ideas there, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, the I'm, I'm already planned out for a few months. Oh my gosh, it's like it's so bad too because like well we can we can tell he could be doing something completely d- opposite of D and D, but we can tell he'll just be like. Hmm. He'll just get this look on his face and be like, hmm. And I'm like, stop trying to kill us in your head. Yeah. Stop it. That's James. James has always tried to kill you guys off. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He gets upset if he can't kill you guys off. Yeah, totally. 
Now, I, don't know, I don't know if we're that good. We even talked about do, a, a, long, a while back now, we talked about doing a, a Dungeons & Dragons podcast, but then we realized that like some of the things... It gets pretty weird, and I don't know if I want anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's more fun behind closed no doors, frankly. Comments, yeah. <laughs> no comments. No comments. There's the joke uh, every time Every time uh, we're doing something with Justin and the decision needs to be made about something, he's like, roll, roll for, for whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is. He's like, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's really, really fun. Uh, um, so I reckon... Um, now would be a good time to listen to you guys play some music. How do you feel about that? Yeah, sounds good. I think it's a great idea. All yeah. right, let's do it. Grant? Your hair glides across your golden body Holding you close My hands they study Every shape As if it's our last time Our last time Miss our nights I miss our drives I miss looking into your eyes Miss your touch I miss our love I miss being you and I And now I'd do anything I could Was it something I said? Cause getting that text just fucked with my head. I thought I was good enough, but I was mistaken. You broke my fucking heart when you drove that
scream I guess it's me Cause you're not here And I'm afraid at the seams The memories flood like a fever dream I roll to the side of where you used to be So I guess I'm late So I ran downstairs A quick glance back And I'm halfway there Between where I am and where I've been A different view But the same old sin I'm tired but running I'm sad but I'm blind I'm a little too late So keep on that light Think of the moment of walking to your porch You left the light out far from me and it shined like a torch And I traveled too far and I'm betting on fate Cause 14 years is a long time to wait Work through my lunch so I don't sit idle My brain stays turned off The job's been bridal I drive myself home It's really not far But still to this day I'm looking for your car I think of the moment Of walking to your porch You left the light out front of me And it shined Travel too far and I'm betting on fate Cause 14 years is a long time to wait We will never be over, we'll never be undone One day I'll try to get sober I'm just getting older, a tired old soldier Still looking for you
Hey everyone, Justin here, co-producer of 561 Music and owner of Live Music Community. Last year, I went on the road with The Shake to film a DIY tour. I decided to promote it by showing you the entire thing in this 30-second clip. Well, now that it's almost over, I hope you'll watch the trailer out now on LMC's YouTube channel. Our handle is at LMC Florida. Episode 1 drops Monday, July 31st at noon, and will drop new episodes every following Monday. Once again, that's youtube.com slash at LMC Florida. 561 Music is sponsored by Harmony Management Group. Are you looking for help with your bookkeeping, tax prep for your music business or other small business? Do you need something notarized? Does your construction-related business need help in protecting receivables? How about a gift basket to say happy birthday, get well, or thank you for your business? If you answered yes to any of these questions, Harmony Management is your solution. After 30 years and two corporate jobs, Mary started working her side hustles full-time, and six years ago, Harmony Management Group started evolving from a business platform which didn't exist to what it is today, intertwining her three passions and creative sparks, all from the same office. The past several years, Mary has become the go-to accountant to the local scene's musicians and artists. Need help? Give her a call today at 561 420 5652 or visit harmonymanagementgroup.com. Now, I can personally say that Mary is an absolutely wonderful accountant and she really understands the world of artists and musicians. She's been a huge help to Killbillies and we are so proud to have her as a sponsor because she really cares about the local music scene and the local art scene. If you need help with the paperwork side of any small business, Mary has got your back. Again, the way to get in touch with her is 561-420-5652 or you can visit harmonymanagementgroup.com. We are also sponsored by Oasis Root. Now, Oasis Root Carver Bar is in Seagrape Square on Indian Town Road and it is a carver bar. If you don't know anything about carver, it's a Polynesian root that you grind up and you mix with water and it has been in Polynesia for potentially thousands of years it's a it's an old thing that um they used for kind of ceremonial and also um sort of ledger purposes it, it's meant to be something where you know that brings people together um you all take a, a shell of carver and chink them together and say bula and have it together like that it's meant to be something to bring people together it's uh has a kind of an effect which is i guess a kind of a slightly warming effect and uh, it just kind of makes you feel a, a, a nice it's not particularly intoxicating it's not like drinking alcohol so the atmosphere in a carver bar is sort of like um a cross between a regular bar and uh, a coffee house it's pretty chill in there um you get all sorts of different types of carver bars some of them are more like a club you know this sort of like black light and edm playing and some of them are more like a cafe this is one of the cafe type of ones it's it's super chill in there if you're looking for somewhere to i don't know maybe go and do some work on your laptop or go and have a chat with friends it's perfect for that kind of thing there's a foosball table in there if that's your jam or baby foot as they call it in france and uh yeah jim the owner is a really cool guy and he has very kindly sponsored our podcast so thank you very very much for that jim they also do a poker night in there all sorts of things going on at oasis root carver bar 561 Music is sponsored by Live Music Community. It's where we film the podcast that you're listening to right now, and it's also where I work. 
Gavin, Hector's son, was a student here for a long time. And in many ways, he's the musician he is today because of the teachers at Live Music Community. We taught him not only about his instrument, but also about being in a band. And his band, Unemployed Youth, accomplished a lot of goals, mostly band etiquette, how to work together, and all of the nitty-gritty that goes into being in a band on a day-to-day basis. The student signs up for lessons, learns their instrument, joins a real band, and decides the direction it goes in. And we can take people from very young age, you know, six or seven years old, all the way up to 80. You know, there's no age limit here. Um, We've run an adult program for people who want to be in a band as adults. But really, the main focus is on the on the kids and getting them playing together and in bands. Um, We are also a studio, a live stream venue, and we can record audio or video. The Killbillies live album, Warts and All, was recorded here. It was recorded during a live stream that we did during COVID. Justin had a great idea to record live streams during COVID. A ton of bands came in and it was a real success. Um, But outside of that, we can record albums. We can help you with your EPK. And we have full audio visual capabilities here. LMC is in Palm Beach Gardens on the northwest corner of Military Trail and North Lake Boulevard. It's north of the gas station right before you get to North Lake on Military Trail. And if you go to livemusiccommunity.com, you have all the information you'll need right there. Thanks. All right, so we've just been uh, listening to an ad about Live Music Community, which is, of course, where we are sitting right now. I know I say that every week, but it remains true. (laughs) Um, So do you have any uh, advice for upcoming musicians, by any chance? Um, My my advice would just be to keep at it. Especially when you're transitioning from instrument to instrument. When I was, I played clarinet and saxophone, and then I switched to guitar. It was extremely different. I felt like a little disheartened at first because I was, you know, pretty adequate at both the other wind instruments, and then learning a whole new, different style of instrument was a little bit jarring for me. Yeah. But then just kept, just keep at it, and you know, practice, practice. <laughs> yeah, keep at it. I would say is the cornerstone yeah, of any yeah. advice that I would yeah. give to anyone. It's you know, it, if. The only difference between a musician and someone who isn't a musician is are you doing music? Right. So yeah. you just got to keep doing it. That's it, basically. Yeah. Another uh, thing that I've learned too is that, um, like, we were really struggling with like with booking shows, you know, because we are nobodies, and you know, you can get into your own head, just like, why would they want to even book us? Like, yeah, you know, who am I? And blah blah blah. But if you just go into it with this attitude that. Everyone is really there for you. Like the music community down here is, I mean, it's it's twofold. It can be very difficult, but at the same time, everybody is extremely supportive. Like yeah. if you can find people who you can connect with, yeah, then they're they'll they'll show up for you, which is yeah. it's so mm-hmm. impressive when like your parents don't show up, but these guys will show up. So it's no, like totally, and I think Lake Worth as well is. It, you know, it's quite the hotbed of um, of creativity. There's a lot of people down yeah, there who do yeah. all sorts of different stuff. It's a cool place. You know, I, at one point, very nearly moved there. I just didn't because life didn't go that way. But, mm-hmm. you know, I've always found Lake Worth to be really cool like that. So much going on down there. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's been just, I guess the advice would just be to trust the process and just know that you do have a community, whether... Like, don't get into your own. Get out of your yeah. own head. Yeah, yeah totally. And, and you know, that, that tenacity, too. Uh, there's mm-hmm. some people in the past who, who kind of got in touch with me uh, about, like, you know, oh, like, 
how do you get gigs? How do you do this? How do you do that? And just you know, just keep asking people. Just keep trying to do it. Yeah, that's all you can do. Squeaky wheel, baby. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. that's it. (laughs) Yeah. And then another thing too is um, be entertaining, like because I I always find like a vocalist is so run of the. I come from like a musical background, so like a musical theater background, like. This, like, a female vocalist is so run-of-the-mill. Like, you can find them. They are a dime a dozen. But if you are giving it your all, that's what people want to see. Like, anybody can do what it is that we're doing. Like, there's nothing that we do that's special. But what we bring to it is that is is our energy like who yeah. we are as people and we allow that to be seen when we play when we perform and yeah. i think that's the true gift that we can give people i yeah. feel that and you know something that hector said to me um when he first joined the band was um was he lie. saw us play <laughs> he saw us play at o'shea's and um we all looked like we were having a great time and it looked like a you know just looked like a blast and like you know it was a bit different than other bands he'd seen it just kind of seemed like a like I don't know, like, like we were enjoying ourselves, mm-hmm. and yeah. and um, and and we continue to enjoy ourselves. In fact, I would say that the uh, thing I enjoy most is that, and we do we play a lot, you know, like three yeah. times a week, and um, and so it's it's not like it's it's not like it it couldn't become boring, but it doesn't, you know, like right. once we're up there, we're, we're we're all just like, oh yeah, we all really well, love that, this, you know. Yeah, right. but, yeah. That's the thing, though, like. You know, like what he's saying is I, I saw Killbillies years ago before I joined the band, before I even knew about Killbillies. I saw them at O'Shea's. And uh, I was there I was there with my wife and a couple other friends. We were having a drink, and we were watching the band. And I made that comment. I was like, man, these guys look like they're having a really good time. Couldn't stand the music. I'm not I'm not a, I'm not a like, you know, folk music, Irish music kind of guy. I'm just, I'm not. Right. Couldn't stand the music. But I thought, like... I enjoyed watching them because yes. they were having such a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I said to my wife, I'm like, I'm like, I was in some cover band at the time that was just kind of, eh, you know. And I, I said to her, I was like, man, I really want to be in a band like that. And she's like, these guys, like, you know, because of the music. And I was like, yeah, not, not the music necessarily, but like that kind of a band. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, now I'm in the band. Now you're in the band. I still don't like the music. But, <laughs> but I love playing it. Like, I don't necessarily. He I, likes I would, the music more than he lets on. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mm. turn on my radio and listen to this kind of stuff. I, I just, I wouldn't. It's not my thing. However, I love playing it. I have so much fun. And I just have fun playing with these guys. Yeah, you know? that's yeah, it. yeah. That's it. I think um, also that the way that we, we're quite, as like, you know, like folk Irish type bands go, it the energy is more like the energy is more like rock really. You know? Bit, like we do like punk early. Yeah, exactly. A little, yeah. little bit. It's not necessarily punk folk punk, but it's yeah. the energy of it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally, yeah. And 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 in the way we approach it and all because all of our backgrounds yeah. really are in rock. Yeah. So you know it comes up, it comes across I think, and um, especially you know now you're in the band and and you've been it's, it's been going in the direction that that you want to take it in as well you know it, it just does just you know stylistically through whoever's in the yeah. band you know yeah. yeah it's what happens and Hector didn't even play the stand up bass when he joined and now now he's like slapping the thing like yeah those are money slapping it's crazy like, yeah, those <laughs> <my> bass, <man. laughs> love that yeah. that's great yeah, absolutely he's killing it um, so. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the two songs that you just uh, sang for us? Actually, one of them, Goodbye Hollywood. Yeah, Goodbye Hollywood, the first one we played. Uh, is Steven, that's the one that Steven came to me, and he's like, I'm, I'm, oh, here, why don't you tell it so I don't 
Um, it's pretty much it's a breakup song. Pretty much, I just went through. They all are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a breakup song. Um, I was very angry at the time, and you know, just try to describe that feeling that I had and mm-hmm. put words to it and put music that I felt good with it. And it was it was the hardest song I think yeah. to to get to bring together because it was the first song that I had literally nothing. Uh, unless she's listening then there's a few angry things that were definitely mine uh, that I definitely said and that Stephen did not but um, but I had not, I had no frame of reference so yeah. he's just like Here, these are the lyrics this is what I want it to sound like and he would try to sing it for me and then I was trying to sing it like how he wanted it it was very difficult for me because yeah. I was trying to I wanted to honor what he had come up with. You're trying to put his emotion into it. Right. right? And, yeah. So I, when it finally clicked is when I was like, when I really started personalizing it, like what would this feel like to me? And that's when it really started to kind of gain legs and become a lot more fluid. So, right, right. so it was, it was, I would say it's the hardest song on the album, but to learn, but yeah. it became, it's a banger. I think it's, it's the one that people really connect with, so we're pretty proud of it. Yeah. God, I was listening to someone talking the other day, um, and and they said that they said because I say it's a banger all the time. Like I must say that that exact sentence like fifty times a day <laughs> to the point and, that we had the working title of one of our songs was the banger. Yeah, yeah. And and, and then I heard someone say the other day like, oh, it's a banger, and, he, and then he goes, oh no, isn't that like is that like not a cool thing to say anymore? <laughs> And I was like, oh, no, am I old? And only old people say it's a banger. <laughs> <laughs> I just got really in my head about it. Yeah, like, oh, my gosh, is that a thing? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's great. So okay, I'm good. All right. You and me can carry on saying it forever go. then. Yeah. <laughs> those youngins don't understand. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so that um, – did we then talk about – no, we just talked about one of them, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What was the, the other tune about? The yeah. other one is uh, 14 mm. Years. Um, I wrote that one – it's actually based on the moment. So it's based on the moment that I had. I told myself I was going to be able to stay in my marriage, and I was just going to wait. I was going to do what was best for my kids, you know, because that's what they tell you: what's best for your kids is stay in your marriage. Right. And I was going to wait 14 years, and the moment my kids were 18, I was going to find her. And obviously, oh, wow. I know, obviously that did not work out. But um, but that was my, at the it, the song was written specifically about where I was, that mindset that I had and that how hard it was to hold back and just that longing of like, my God, I hope she's still there. Like, yeah. why would she wait for me? You know, yeah. and and it's it's just like that whole emotional arc of can I stay here? What am I doing? And then like. Why am I staying here? And it must have been incredibly. It must have felt so trapped and like and and just. It must, I can't imagine what that must have felt like. I can't it imagine. Was, it, trapped is a good word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the line where it's like I'm still looking for your car. I I literally recently stopped looking for her car. Like she had um, an HHR, and for even after I had left my marriage and I had moved on and we had moved in together and things like that anytime i saw an hhr i looked and looked to see if it was her Uh like i had trained myself to always look for that car so like um it's funny like where trauma settles in your psyche you know like these little things you don't really think about you're just like oh you know there it is but that for sure was a was trauma that i was just trying to express Mm -hmm. so um yeah so yeah 
No, I remember there was a there was a there was a girl that I, I dated when I was younger who had just seemed to have this insane effect on me at the time. And and I was still looking I remember like if I'd see someone that looked a bit like her for years afterwards, yeah. my heart would just jump into my throat. Mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy how that kind of stuff affects yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've all been there. Oh, yes. <laughs> I only love my wife and only my wife. Good and for you. and uh, yes. that's it. And uh, so if she's watching, that's it. Uh, nothing <laughs> ever <laughs> makes me think of anything else. <laughs> you have nothing to, to add to this conversation mm-hmm. whatsoever. <laughs> nope, that's no. all. That's no. all. Actually, ironically, uh, we, we've talked about this before. Um, you know, everybody, when they write, when they write music, they, they draw from their experiences and stuff. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, I've been married 26 years. We've been together even longer than that. Every song that I write is a fucking breakup song. I, I don't understand where that comes from. I don't know. It's not foreshadowing. At least I hope not. When these guys first met me, I only say I only did happy songs. Like I did not write. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> You're like these are crap. And I, um, I only write sad songs. Yes, and so yeah. that's why I have that sticker on my. Um, the Dominic Delaney, like, sad, 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 sad songs make me happy. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I get that now. I get it. That's pretty funny. No, absolutely. Really, so when you met them, it, it was just all like uh, trees and flowers and clap, clap, mm, teddy bears. I was still <laughs> uh, unicorns and trees and flowers yeah. and kittens. Wow. Puppies, yeah. yeah. I was still, I was still trying very hard to people please. And so I was, there was still, I was still lying to myself about a lot of things. Unicorns are yeah. cool, though. Unicorns are all right. Yeah, yeah. Unicorns cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean unicorns are always cool. I mean. So, what do you guys got coming up? What's in the What's in the post for you guys? What's thirty three lines doing in the next couple me, of months? Yes, please do because I'm going to mess that up so hard. <laughs> um, August twelfth, we have uh, our first show ever at a uh, Black Flamingo Brewing. Oh okay. yeah, I'm super excited. Ooh, where's yeah. that? In cool Pompano. Name. Okay, Pompano Beach. I have the list. That's a cool name. Yeah. yeah. Is it like a, a venue or, or, or a bar? Is it or kind of both? Um, we've never been. They there. got their own PA. But, um, I've seen I've seen some videos that they posted. It looks like it's a pretty cool place. They have a little stage and everything. Oh, neat. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Wicked. So. We need to look this place up. Black flamingo. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Exactly. Taking, taking notes. <laughs> yeah, that's the best thing about <laughs> this podcast. We find out yeah, about something right. I know about. I know, right? And then uh. It's, well, do you want? Do we want to put who was playing with us too? Yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So eight twelve, we have a uh, Brett Galaxy. Playing with us. That's one of uh, Nick's band, her drummer. He's mm-hmm. in that band too. Gotcha. Uh, the Shake playing with us. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, Dominic Delaney in awesome. full band. Yeah, nice. wicked. Yeah, so they'll all be playing with us there. Love and then um, 817, we're going to be at Propaganda. Right. Um, with The Ableist, Last Disaster, um, Brett Galaxy, and then possibly one other band. They're still getting back to us on that. Mm-hmm. Um, 825, we're doing an acoustic show at Black Flamingo Brewing. Right, which is um, why Grant won't be there. Which is why Grant won't be Unless there. Unless you want to just come and support. Well, yeah, you, we'll can still, you can still come. Yeah. <laughs> Don't come. I think I'm on vacation that week. I think you're out of town. Yeah. yeah. That's, why it's, that's why it's acoustic. And then uh, we have Leah Simmons. I um, love her. She's cool. Um, Dom Delaney so solo. Um, nice. Me and Adria are playing on an acoustic set. You guys play with Dom a lot. That's cool. Yeah, and then Dominic Delaney. Yeah, he's playing with uh, I love and yeah. then Young Fiction, Young Fiction's girl. closing out that set for us. So. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So it's an acoustic set, but then Young Fiction's? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's actually pretty awesome. Yeah. 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 So they're going to close out with a bang. Where was that? Yeah, that's yeah. at the Black Flamingo Brewery. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Young Fiction have got one or two bangers. Oh, yeah, just I a little love bit. them. <laughs> just, yeah, just, just one or two. Literally. Just one or two, yeah. No, they're amazing. We love yeah, them. That's it. When we saw I just them, want to say banger again. Yeah. That's right. What did you say? Because you hung... So the last time... Or the one and only time we were able to play with them. Yeah, we played at tough times. We've yeah. tried to do it a couple times yeah. since, but um, 
I had to go home because I had to go home to my kids. And Steven stayed and he texted me. He's like, oh, my God, these guys are so great. They're yeah, basically yeah. like our alt ego. Yeah, we feel like we connect like their personalities kind of match ours. Yeah. So. yeah, absolutely. I just wrote yeah. an article about them, actually. And, and the magazine is um, it, it was a little delayed, but it's, it, it's just came, just come out. Just come out. Okay. So yeah. I'll um, I'll send that over to him, and you, you know, I'll send it to you too. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, awesome. yeah. Um, I've, I've write for this uh, magazine called Livewire, which is like a music and arts and culture magazine in like a brevet, like based out of Melbourne. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I, I think we follow it on our Instagram. Oh, sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been writing articles for it. It's been a lot of fun actually. I've so ne- cool. never done anything like that before this, and. Uh, I don't know. It's like it's kind of exercising a muscle that, like, I didn't know I had. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, totally, man. How do you get an interview on that? Uh, <laughs> you send me a DM. Slide into his DMs. And I'll cool. go, yeah, and then we'll do it. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. All right, good, 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 good. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, wicked. Um, so what we got happening, Hector? Um, we have nothing. Um, what nothing? So no. tomorrow, <laughs> I'm going to watch Annie Junior at Lake Worth Playhouse. Oh, um, really? I don't know exactly what um, it is. I thought Annie was already a junior. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know what it is? It's probably Annie, but it's like a kids' play. Uh, it's, the, okay. it's the young, the young actors guild thing or whatever they have okay. at Lake Worth Playhouse. It's yeah. probably the gotcha. half show because, yeah. like, a lot of times it's, they don't do the full show because yeah. it's too long, so yeah. they like right. cut it. All right, yeah, I'm going to that because my uh, I, I I have a brother-in-law and he's in a group um, called Sea Turtle Adventures and um, I go hang out with him. It's a lot of fun. We do all sorts of really awesome stuff. Go to, like water parks and go like um, things like things like go to Boomers and stuff like that. Nice. Now, now we're going to a, go into a play. It's good. I'm going to do something really similar tomorrow night too. I'm going to see Mud Van. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. There's some serious bass. Um, I'm still on the fence oh, yeah. about whether I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mud Van would be a good laugh. Yeah. Well, we bought the we bought those the uh, season pass. Season pass. Yeah, it's, it's a, and it sucks because I bought the season pass and like everything's on a Thursday, Friday, or a Saturday, yep. Yep. and I'm always playing out. So I keep missing stuff. So yeah. like whenever I can, I'm like I have to go because I have to get my money's worth. Yeah. yeah. Right. I don't even have to like the band. I just have to go and sit and listen and think I'll still be able to get a ticket to the Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, for sure. Okay, I'm going to go to that. Yeah, do a long thing. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. Smashing Pumpkins is when I was a teenager. I might actually was be. Life. Oh, my God, same. I yeah. might actually, same. you might actually be able to use my passing and just go with Kelly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, really? I might be in Colombia for that. Gotcha. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. take your wife to a concert. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'll be in another country, and you're just going to slide into a concert with my wife. I see how it is. <laughs> I, see how it is. It's fine. I got lyrics for that. It's if fine. That's it's fine. <laughs> I'm sure he does, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but in all seriousness, that's how, maybe that'll work. That's yeah, how that'll yeah, work. yeah, yeah, cool. Um, and then um, I saw on Friday we are we are playing at the Kilted Mermaid. Love that place. Yeah, have you ever been to the Kilted Mermaid no. in Vera? Oh, Up in Vera, Vera Beach. It's a cool oh, place. Nice. Yeah, it's um. So the guy, it's it's a a couple who run it, and the guy is like a he's kind of a he's a musician and he's all, you know he's obviously like a restaurateur as well but but like he's very into music and he he plays there does a jam an irish kind of um session on on sunday afternoons but um but anyway he's super into music so he ended up you know having bands play there a lot yeah. it's not a big place but everyone who plays there i mean this sounds a little bit weird because we play there but everyone <laughs> who plays there is good like yeah. you know, they nice, get nice. like a lot of good people in there. That's great. Yeah, it's yeah. always a good time. I hear and you guys are really good. It's not always. <laughs> a, thank you. It's not always like a huge 
crowd there because it's not a huge place. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even if it's filled, it's not a ton of people. But yeah, it, but it's always fun. It's always fun. People that are like just just want to be there to listen to music. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah and it's kind of I don't know. Um, it's quite for a Florida place. It just has this kind of bohemian vibe is it's kind of unusual i don't know well it's pirates and mermaids i mean who doesn't like that yeah exactly (laughs) exactly and then we got um james and i are playing at the square grouper yep um the duo yeah on saturday from three to six and then is that in port st lucy Um, there's two there's one there's one in fort pierce and there's one here in jupiter oh okay oh jupiter that's right yeah yeah we're not actually we're not in jupiter are we anyway is there one near my house in jupiter (laughs) (laughs) it is jupiter yeah it is yeah yeah, but we we aren't currently in jupiter Yeah. yeah yeah Um, and then, um, and then we're playing at Paddy Max in the evening Paddy on th- this Saturday. So if you want to come and see Kilbilly's proper, you should come to Paddy Max on Saturday night, and that's always fun. Always fun. Yeah, that's our our local uh, our local hangout, our local crowd. Yeah, exactly. We will have plenty of vinyl. Oh yeah, nice. absolutely. Yeah, hopefully some shirts. We'll that's our restocked. people right there, the the Paddy Max crew. So uh, yeah, come out and hang out with us at Paddy Max and grab a vinyl off us. Um, and then on Sunday, I've got a solo gig at Guanabana uh, from four to seven. And I've been working on my looping. I feel like I'm got pretty good at it these days. So come and uh, judge for yourself. I'll be there from four to seven. And uh, Guanabana, if you've never been there, super chill. It's like a kind of a jungle bar. And uh, if you have been there, you know already know it's cool. So come and come and hang out with me on and Sunday. I'm, I'm gonna go crash this set. <laughs> <laughs> so Hector keeps threatening, threatening that I'm gonna crash this set, but, <laughs> but not do. in the back. Like, guess what I mean by that is like he, it, I, I offered Hector, you know, if he wants to kind of get up, do a few songs because he's trying to like warm up to just start doing his own solo oh, stuff. Oh, good for you. And um and uh, and he keeps going. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. And never does. I know. So, <laughs> so maybe this Sunday will be the one. I keep chickening out. <laughs> you know, I heard this band was saying that you just gotta go for it. Don't get in your own head. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. They called Thirty Three Lions, something like that. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 The girl was super obnoxious. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, that couldn't be the further from the truth. You, you, you're all wonderful, sweet people, and very interesting, and with a story that uh, was fascinating. And now I'm going to go back and listen to the songs with a little bit more. Uh, Inside knowledge. So, yeah. yeah, thanks so much for coming on. And um, it's great to hear you've got so many gigs coming up. Yeah. And that uh, you, you play with all of our crew and all the people we know and love, like Dom, The Shake, and Young Fiction and everything. It's fab. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we're excited. Yeah. We're very blessed to be with them. For sure. Yeah, wicked. All right. It's well, less triggering. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wicked. Well, thanks so much. And uh, is there anything we got to say before we get out of here? Uh, no, we pre recorded it, and I will uh, put it all in there, and it's all good. Oh, fantastic. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, see you later. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you. Thank you.